Hi everyone, this is Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and I am joined for this quick shot of romance by Jenny. Hi Jenny. Hi Becky. Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we're reviewing Between Never and Forever by Britt Benson. I'm obsessed with this book. I am too. <laughs> I was super lucky. I had the opportunity back in June of 2023 to do a happy hour with Brit. And you can go back and watch that. And we talked a little bit about how she thought this book out. It is spoiler free. Um, And we will keep this review spoiler free because there is so much to unpack in this book. And we are going to do our best because we want you all to go pick this book up. 100%. Like this. Yeah really good book um so we will link the synopsis of this book on our on the shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com uh this was released and i didn't (laughs) doubt um this was released on june um 23rd of 2023 tropes small town faded to love single parent single dad their childhood friends. She's a rock star. Uh, protector and possessive hero. Yes. Also, content and trigger warnings. Um, you can find those on Brit's website. You can find them on our website also. Um, but we do unpack some drug abuse, alcoholism, religious trauma, and what did you say? Domestic violence. Domestic violence, but also, um, like, attempted assault. Um, so there are some big feels in this book. So please care for your heart. Um, okay, so technically right now this book is an absolute standalone. But when we had the opportunity to talk to Britt, she did share with us that it will be coming a series. And we are going to get these other rock star band members of sav sav <laughs> okay because i was like um i need some books for some people i i totally feel you i need <laughs> um is it mainly the girl oh yes the cute yeah yeah i need hers jonah's yeah yes we're gonna get all the books uh she promised so Put out percentage on this book. So this book is kind of in two parts. Well, three parts, actually. Wouldn't you say three parts? Yeah, she divides it into two, right? Right. Then and now. Yeah. So in the first part of the book, we get our hero and heroine, Levi and Savannah, as adolescents and then again as 18-year-olds. Savannah does run away from her home life at the age of 15. 15, yep. Um, and she does not have a good home life. So let's talk about, well, is there anything else? Um, there's no third act breakup in this book. We said to check your content and trigger warnings. Okay. So let's talk about Savannah because she is really dynamic. And I have a big fat girl crush on her right now. <laughs> right. I can, yeah, I can see that. Because she's fierce right she's i mean 
yeah, like you said, they're adolescents when we first meet them. And it's pretty obvious, like right away, she's dealing with a lot of adult things. Her mother is an addict. Her mother has a boyfriend who's abusive. Um, she, she's the poor kid in town. She's barely surviving. Um, and Levi is the son of the local minister and his parents are, I'm going to say it, religious zealots. Yeah. I was like, his mom is a crazy, you know, she's not sparing the rod and Levi has a hard time, even as an adolescent, understanding how his parents can his mother can say one thing you know take care of the poor care for those that need it all the while telling him you can't be around savannah you can't help her she's garbage and he continues to do everything he can in his power as a 14 15 year old to care for her right and he he does everything that he thinks is right um because of the way he's been raised like i related very much to like levi in the way yeah like he's kind of indoctrinated with this like belief system like it's not really heavy in there but you can see the underlines of how it affects he takes a belt for helping her yeah And one of the things that's happening in this first part of the book, and this isn't really spoilers, is she's sneaking out of her house at night and climbing through his window for for safe human contact. Right. Like it's it's her safe place. Like she can sleep there without worrying. And Levi's mother is just the worst. The worst. Um, And Savannah, at the age of 15, in fear of... Her mother's boyfriend harming her, and she just can't take it anymore, runs away and leaves. Right. It's, oh, because she's also, like, placed with a Oh, that's right. She's taken from family. her mother and sent to foster care, and they're worse. They're not, I, probably not, um, like, legal foster parents. I mean, in, the, in a small town in the Carolinas, who knows? Right. Yeah, it's not good people. It's not a good, it's not like, yeah, one hell for another. Yeah. So she runs away. And then we fast forward a couple years and Levi and Savannah are 18. And Levi is in Florida for spring break. And he's at a strip club. (laughs) And Savannah is stripping. (laughs) Surprise. Surprise. Um, and they spend spring break reconnecting. And then there and then there's a and things happen. Like Levi sees where Savannah is. Savannah sees Levi that he's made some small steps to move outside of his parents' shadow, but he's still very much living. Right. What what he wears the polos, the button up polo, and the khaki <laughs> yeah, shorts. Like, you, you can so picture him because like he's hanging out with a rock band, and yeah, he's yeah, the guy with boat shoes and yeah. right. And she gives him whiskey and orange and old fashioned, and um, he isn't quite sure what he's supposed to do with it. He takes his first <laughs> drink and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. It is. Um, and Levi himself. 
so as they are spending this week together, he's getting ready. The next morning, he's getting ready to leave for the airport because their time apart has come to an end. And he gets a call that changes things. Right? Like, yeah, because you said there's no third act breakup. But, like, this is, like, the, I don't know. Middle of the book breakup? (laughs) (laughs) This is a, I mean, this is a dark moment for the two of them. Yeah. Um, Because he gets a call that a girl that he slept with one time is pregnant and she says he is the father and so he has to go home and deal with that and savannah is she feels betrayed yeah yeah that's a good word for it like she's she's not going to deal with that like she knows that levi is going to do the quote unquote right thing and she was she a virgin wait Yes. She, she was a virgin and he she and Levi had sex and she was a virgin. Yes. Um because it was one thing she could control. It was one thing that she owned. Um and it was power for her, which it made sense. Given everything she had been through in the last five years, it made sense. Um so she basically tells Levi, go and don't come back. She feels really betrayed. Yeah. And it's I'm the way it's written is such like it's so powerful like you feel her emotions of like this gut wrenching yeah safety net being kind of like pulled out from under you so fast forward six years right five six years yeah um and savannah is leaving the band that's been touring and they've been very, very successful. She's leaving the band to, to the band is breaking up basically guys. Like they're not on the same page anymore. And the way Brit writes this is Savannah has come out of rehab and she needs to do this to save herself. Right. Like they have been the like classic stereotypical, like rock and roll, like party too hard. Like, Almost everybody in the band's in a bad place. Yeah. Yeah. And so in order to save herself, save her sobriety and move forward, she has to walk away. And her label and her manager are not happy about this at all. So, yeah. they So they're like trying to spin it. As best they can. Right. And they've spin it that she's engaged to the guy that she was on again, off again. That's part of the band. Again, not a great person. I think if Britt writes him a book, she's going to have to redeem him a lot. Right. Like, yeah, because there's some. Yeah. Yeah. So she's. Brother. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So she's in this. She's got a starring role in a movie. But the movie is being filmed in the next door to the small town she grew up in. And she is nervous about going back. And I love this feeling that Britt gives us when we have this situation because, you know, a lot of times when you have the success story, like she came from nothing and now she's exalted to this high end rock star movie star that this homecoming should be huge and ticker tape parades and exalted return. She's trying to sneak into town. She doesn't want to run into anyone and the town doesn't really want her there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, it's. Yeah. 
She does not want to be seen by anyone she knows. So, but the way that Britt writes that is, is you get the feelings and the emotions of this town and how oppressive it had become in her life. Right. Um, yeah. And the town's like dealing with its own, own problems like post hurricane. Right. They had had a lot of devastation post hurricane and the area that was devastated the most was of course the um, poor sections of town. Um, so let's just, so um, Levi has a daughter. Her name is Bryn Lee. She's a hoot in this book. <laughs> a hoot. Um, she has a word of the day. She's really the boss. Yeah, like they call her the boss. Yeah. Like boss. Um, but Levi is not married. He's divorced, but widowed. Right? Were they ever married? They were married. So just yes. widowed. Yes. Widowed. Um, Brinley lost her mom. Um, and you can read about that in the book. Uh, yeah, I'm like, we're getting to the like, We're getting to a little spoiler, so I don't want to go any farther. Um, let's talk about Sav a little bit now. Because we talked about her as the past. But as she's coming into this town to do this movie, she brings some friends with her. Oh, yes, Red. She brings Red, who oh. was the bouncer party bodyguard at the strip club. Right. <laughs> she takes Red with her as they've toured and stuff. And he's a hoot. He prefers his coffee drinks with whipped cream and all the sugar. Yes. <laughs> well, she just wants it straight black. Like, they're total opposites. But Red is that father figure that she never had. Yes, he's and yeah, he's very protective of her and and tries really hard to like let her do what she wants, but yeah, he's a um, lot of times the voice of reason. Yeah. And holding her back. And not in a bad yeah. way. In a Right, yeah, just so she doesn't like act on her feelings right away or right. make a spontaneous decision. We also have Ziggy Stardust, the dog, the <laughs> mutt who <laughs> comes into this book i think he's gonna eat the couch <laughs> i totally okay so i totally pictured this dog as like your dog oh yeah totally like crazy <laughs> ridiculous dogs nope got it um he is uncouth and he's a wild man and ziggy is like the best dog ever but i think we needed that so i think Britt realized that in this book with so many heavy topics we were going to need a couple things in place that brought us some little moments of sunlight you know peeking through the clouds kind of feel because we get that with Brinley and um is it Keith that drives her around everywhere whenever she wants to go someone oh is it, is it Keith or I don't know it's one of because Levi owns a construction firm he builds houses but he has also been contracted to build the movie set that Sav is working on so she now has to see him all the time fantastic um <laughs> because she's trying to avoid him in particular yeah she i mean her feelings have been like completely obliterated and yeah she does not want to revisit that no because you know so one of the great things in this book is two of the big topics that Britt really gives us is 
trust and how you move forward when the one you trust the most disappoints you. And then the other topic is boundaries. Right. This book was so great about defining boundaries and listening to what works for you. And what works for you is not going to work for everybody else. And you better respect that. Right. And it just, the way she develops the characters, it works so well. Because like, as a recovering addict, like, Savannah's going to have those like boundary issues and like have to learn how to be like, no, this is, this is the line. Yeah. And Sav does not know where her mother is. She has no knowledge. She knows that she sends money to her mom, puts it in an account for her mom, but she's not had, she's been no contact with her mom in five years. Right. So, um, and there, you know, that's a chance of coming back to this small town is running into her mom. Right. And, and she has no idea. Like she's assuming she's not dead because the money's still going into the bank, but right. No one's notified her that her mom is dead yet. Right. So, and there's a lot of moving parts. So that was one of the things I felt was really impressive with this book was there were a lot of moving parts and a lot of small nuances to this story, but the pacing was phenomenal. I agree. Yes. It moved forward at a pace that I was in it. I was desperate for the next moment. There was never a time where I was like, what does this have to do with anything? Because Levi has some pet projects. He goes and he visits his mother, but he doesn't take Brenly with him. Like there's all these pieces. And they all interconnect. Yeah. Because there's even uh, Brenly's mother, who is, who is, there's her parents that are creating another piece in this story that plays into how things go for him and Savannah. And again, none of it was I like, why do we need that piece? Right. Right. Yeah. So, and in talking with Britt, this is only her fifth or sixth book. Previous to this, there's a duet, and then there are three other books, and I think she wrote a novella. Impressive. Because, yeah, like. The way it all interconnects and like you said there's no pace like there are times when things move really really fast and you have to like catch up <laughs> well and honestly i could have read 200 more pages in this book right there was nothing in this book that i was like why are we here um it was more like can i go back yeah. and i re- like i do think that this <laughs> is one of those books too that if you reread it a second time, you're going to pick up on so many small nuances that you didn't get the first time. Yes. So I don't know. And that ending, you know, I don't, we all know I toxic Becky book trait. I don't often read epilogues. This epilogue made my heart so happy. Yeah. Cause I think I was like to the epilogue and I'm like, she had to have read this. Like you couldn't have. Yeah. I needed that epilogue, not because I didn't feel that they had a solid HEA at the end of their book. I needed that epilogue because I was not ready to let go of these characters. Yes. So. You, yeah, you just need to see them being okay. I need to see them being okay, but I also just need 
I loved them all so much. (laughs) (laughs) And again, there are some characters in this book that I'm really, really, I hope she was teasing that like book two would be next. It's not. We're actually going back to her. um, This is life duet from one of the characters from her. This is life duet. So, and if you haven't read that, highly recommend it. It's very, very good. Um, And there will be a, uh, should you read it? Um, in our Patreon for the duet. So anyway, um, Jenny, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 